All rise. A dramatic week of neighbours as Finn Kelly finally faces the court. And Ellie, yeah, well, yeah. she's a bad girl. There's so much going on. It's this week's Ramsey Speak. Okay, sorry, I just had to get that Ellie clip in again. I absolutely love it. She's been a bad girl. It's just fantastic. It's oh, the most dramatic so thing good. ever. I love Australian adverts. We definitely just need to find a way to play that in every week every in some week. way. Even just not about Ellie, it just needs to be about someone who's been someone a bad been girl. Someone's been a bad girl. Anyone. Could be, be Sheila anyone. one week. Well, Sheila has been a bad girl recently, but more than Sheila being a bad girl, Finn Kelly. Oh, he's finally, been very bad. Yeah. Finally, we're in court, you know, months, what borderline, potentially a year, over a year of him being just a really evil character, one of the best evil characters. Um, and now, you know, he's got this retrograde amnesia and does he belong in prison? And that's, that is the question on everybody's lips. It is. And actually, um, we didn't know if he'd make it to court. He got hit by a car this week, an unknown driver. There's a lot of drive-bys in uh, in Erinsborough. I mean, you know, Susan's done it herself in the past, so... We should drop in quickly. I want to know who you suspect would be that, because obviously at the mm. moment it's not much of a big deal. Like, it is a big deal, but that's not the peak we need to know who it is. But it's got to be someone. Yeah, is it someone we know in the cast? Is it Finn's ex-wife that came back? Because that was a bit random. I've got a bit of a gut thing that it could be Finn's ex-wife, just by, you know, what Imogen was saying in the police station. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if it's going to be like brushed over or if it's actually going to be a big who done it. Was it Sean and he wanted to knock over Susan and uh, who was Susan with? Uh, Im- Imogen. Imogen. Yeah. Uh, but B was watching as well. So like there could be so many different angles to this. And this was just after B sang her um, new single, which, yeah. Uh, she sang her new single um, and uh, obviously it was live streamed by Sheila, which was fantastic. So everybody got to watch it. But on the flip side of uh, B's new single, making people, you know, appreciate B, we love B, Gary really hating on Finn. His anger has come back up. I felt like there was that point he was really angry after, you know, Xanthi being a hit and all of that drama. Then it's really settled and now it's like peak, peak Gary being angry again. I'm just, you know, don't stuff it up with Amy because that always seems to be the thing. If he gets angry, it's like, oh, I'm going to stuff up my relationship. And in the words of uh, B Nielsen, sorry doesn't turn back time, Gary feels... When Finn didn't get what he wanted, he spent months planning to get his revenge on me and my friends and my family. He drove into me like my life meant nothing. He saw my face, saw the fear in my eyes, and he didn't stop. You almost took your daughter away from me. She'll never be the same again. This man might get his memory back. He's going to recover from his injuries. But my daughter will never be the same again. Thank you, Mr. Cameron. No, I'm not finished. So what if he doesn't remember the stuff he's done? You've, you've probably put away heaps of drunks too blind to remember their crimes. I will take that into consideration. Well, the only thing that will come close to him making amends for what he's done is to lock him up for the rest of his life. Super intense. Super intense from Gary there. Through gritted teeth, lock him up for the rest of his life. And it's like, Just, you know... Yeah. Gary and Sheila, you know, morally, a little bit corrupt anyway. Absolutely. Um, so I actually thought potentially out of some people, they might have a bit of a, a change of, of thought with, with Finn. I mean, I didn't expect Sheila to put a pig's head, uh, <laughs> you know, in Imogen's uh, front door. But yeah, uh, yeah they've, they've gone very classic canon. He's just, he's also gone very classic canon because he's, he's gone in all headstrong and actually he could have just ballsed up that testimony like he's he's speaking on behalf of xanthi she can't be there um love that it was a nod to xanthi as well obviously she was a key part in finn kelly drama 
But um, yeah, he's potentially balls it up, mm. I think, by getting angry and giving his own opinion. When actually his own opinion didn't count for that. No, and he was very angry. Very, very angry. Yeah. Although on the flip side of that anger, we then have the women who are in the court case who seem to be, you know, hearts have melted. Finn Kelly seems to be a nice man. This We saw this in Susan and we saw this in B. Obviously, Susan's been showing signs of this for a long, long time. That's very true, actually. And talking of the women and men, when you think about it, it is mostly the female characters that have, have warmed to him. Apart from Sean, we don't seem to have seen any of the men really feel any differently about him. You know, Carl tried to do some things, you know, a few weeks ago where he kind of was like, I know you're lying. And then, uh, you know, we had Gary that's really angry. Ned is obviously really angry. But then you've got Susan, B, Imogen, You've got um, uh, Beverly, who, you know, was kind of checking whether he actually has the amnesia. Um, so all these females, you know, not potentially just warming to him, but they seem to be coming to his aid and coming to his side. Yeah, um, I agree. And Susan loves being, you know, obviously that kind of character that always comes to help someone whenever they're in need. She seems to fall and get kind of real sidetracked by um, her thoughts and feelings and, and how it would affect her. I mean, we saw it with Rachel and Angus when Rachel was dating Angus the teacher. And we've seen it in the past, you know, when uh, characters have stayed with her, even Ben and people like that, when they've done stuff wrong and she kind of is like, oh, well. Um, so it's very in character with her because I saw some people online be like, I don't think this is very Susan. I actually think this is really very Susan. It is Susan. Susan is the mother to all. That is the way she's always been. Yeah, like you said, she always adopts people into her home. She looks after them. She raises them. Um, we, you know, we've seen that with Toadie. She's basically a mother to Toadie. So yeah. it's no surprise that she feels this way about Finn, especially with the amnesia element to it. She feels like she can relate and she also feels partly responsible. And she doesn't really hold grudges. Like Toadie's a really good example. You know, he was hating on Kyle before Sonia died and, and she just felt sorry for him. She didn't get angry. She wasn't annoyed at him, really. She was just like, oh, I don't want this. Yeah. She, well, Susan's the perfect Susie, isn't she? Mm, she is. Perfect. Um, let's have a listen to what she had to say in court. I, <clears throat> I'm, um, I'm one of Finn Kelly's victims, so I understand firsthand the negative impact that Finn's had on many lives, including mine and my family's. So, um, so I don't take lightly what I'm about to say. I believe the Finn Kelly sitting in front of me today is not the same person who committed those crimes. Physically, yes, but emotionally, psychologically, no. As hard as it's been, and it has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in, in my life, I have come to terms with what happened to Finn and how that turned him into the person who did these terrible things. She is hanging us out to dry. I just don't want Finn to go to jail because I would be left without a storyline. That's <laughs> basically what she's saying there. Um, I loved Gary's, she's hanging us out to dry. He's literally crazy in this episode. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got, got crazy eyes on. Absolutely crazy. Um, we've got to mention, uh, obviously Susan has had amnesia before. She slipped on a pint of milk, crashed over. Classic Neighbours episode. Iconic. Um, so I suppose there is that that element of it that she can relate and she she can understand that people can't even imagine that Finn is telling the truth. But she has had it, so she knows. 
Um, but she does get very emotional. She does get very wrapped up in these things. And, you know, as a very strong woman who has slapped her husband when he's cheated on her and left him and, you know, done whatever, it is quite hard to imagine a, a character being so complex because I don't think we're used to seeing complex characters on soaps. We see very, like, one-dimensional characters. If someone's supposed to be the, the evil character, they're very evil. And if they're the mum, they're the mum. But Susan's a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So we get to see this very, like, bi-dimensional side of her. Um, I really enjoy it. I think it's great. I think it's great as well. And as Finn mentioned as well this week when he said, you know, I bet it's your first time in court kind of vibe. Um, Susan's actually been through a lot of stuff, as you just said. She's been through the cheating scandal with her husband. She has been in court multiple, multiple times for different things, not just for her own, but for her children or people she's looked after or been by their side. So Susan's been through this before. She knows how it works. And yeah, I don't think she's a fool for falling for Finn's kind of tricks because you know, Finn could be telling the truth and it does make sense for her character. She always sees the good in people and that's what she's doing. When she was doing Finn's measurements and he was like, as she said, oh, I bet you've never done this for a court case. She was like, hmm. You think like, she could probably ho- open her own like tailoring company for the amount of suits that they have to wear going in and out of court, you know, <laughs> where she's hurt someone, Carl's hurt someone, one of the kids has hurt someone. You know, again, very good business model for someone there. You know, they're working on uh, Robinson Pines and re-upgrading Erinsborough. Maybe they should have a little dry cleaners. Yeah, <laughs> that absolutely. would do really a little well. Suit tailor, I mean, actually, dry cleaners. Kersha could have a great job in there. Kersha just could do with a job, which gives her a few lines. She'd be fantastic in there. We'll come back to Kersha after, though. Yeah, we can't touch her too soon. <laughs> got a whole bit about her. Um, so anyway, Susan, and then we had. Um, B come into court and uh, she, she didn't plug her single, which I thought she was going to actually. Uh, guys, I'm actually going to give my um, testimony via a song. Uh, it's available on iTunes now and this is a part of it. I did actually think that's how it was going to go at one point when she explained, you know, that the song was about Finn and, you know, you know, sorry, can't turn back time, etc. I actually thought if that becomes what's presented in court is just like the video clip of her singing it. I'm just going oh, to have to completely turn an away. VHS, like, <laughs> yeah, just like, out. Here's a recording of B in Lasters singing her new single. Oh, that would be absolutely fantastic. No, I actually have to say that it is a really good song. It's actually quite catchy and it has oh, been caught it. in my it's head. It's such a good song. It's such a good song. If you haven't seen the music video, check it out because um, Ben Hall plays Ned's in it, which is a bit weird. It makes it even more confusing and complex and like third wall breakdown or like fourth wall breakdown. But um, it is really good. It is a really good song. Yeah, it is a good song. I do feel like we're going to hear it a lot on the show. It's like when um, a few years ago there was a really limited soundtrack for the show. So like every sad moment had like the same bit of music and every scene in the waterhole or in Harold's had the same bit of music. Like there was one song on the radio on loop, which was like this tinny kind of like chatter song. And um, if that happens, I'm honestly going to lose my shit. Also, just a touch on it, and it's a slight tangent, which we didn't plan for, but I just need to get it off my chest. <laughs> People online are giving lots of hate for the fact which Bonnie always plays music and it's now become a big feature of the show, as if this has been any sort of surprise. Neighbours has always had this. You know, Delta Goodrum was also singing on the show. We always get characters who always come along, they can play a musical instrument, they've got a good voice, and they sing. That is their thing. And we've had it recently loads. I mean, Sam Clark, when I interviewed him, obviously he left the show for a few months to go and and return to his music, and that's what he went off to do eventually with mm-hmm. his acting. Um, and, you know, we had uh, uh, Kylie uh, and Jason's daughter that came into it, Madison. She actually came in as a singer and then was going to be a journalist and then went off to pursue her dreams. And, you know, Carl sings quite a bit. I mean, we haven't seen it recently, but he does. Um, so music is a big part of the show, and just generally music is a huge 
part of the show. You know, Sonia's episode was completely complemented by the tracks that were used. And that is part of the new deal Neighbours has done with BMG, which is a label. So, you know, we are getting this partnership with actual quality um, kind of radio friendly songs. So we're getting George Ezra's and we're getting, you know, little dribs and drabs of real songs here and there, which does help to make it feel like real life and kind of normalise it. It does. Even hearing a bit of music in the background when they're in Harold's just adds to the real life. We don't want to hear those kind of like garage band-esque loops on mm. on on loop when somebody's dying or doing something sad. So I think it's a really nice element added to it. And I really like Bonnie and I love her new single, so I'm up for it. Let's just not overdo it. I once was on uh, like a royalty-free website to find music for a project I was working on and I actually found one of the tracks that is used on Neighbours and it really threw me. I was like, <laughs> oh, imagine if I put like the Charlie's backing music, like Waterhole backing music behind um this video very confusing but yeah i'm glad we've moved away from that i really like those kind of little elevations it makes it feel like a you know a higher end end product glossy it's great but to jump off that tangent and back to b and the court case which is what we're actually talking about um she did a full kind of like 1ac on her opinion full through 60 whatever she completely changed her mind and decided actually prison is not going to help finn kelly he needs to go through you know therapy and stuff and then he can be back with society and be a normal person and sorry, maybe does turn back time. The first words Finn Kelly said to me when we met were a lie. He drew me in and he played on my weaknesses and he proposed to me. None of it was real. But Arnie Susan is right. Yesterday, Finn Kelly risked his life to save two other people. The man I knew and the man who hurt me would never have done that in a million years. Punishing him wouldn't bring me closure. I don't think he should go to jail. there we go ned is fuming he's going to join the gary gang they're going to have uh like a lynch mob they're going to have little uh, torches uh ned is absolutely fuming and what annoys me actually about the whole ned issue is that he's really angry about something that like frankly doesn't actually affect him this is what i was gonna problem. say i was gonna be like you know I'm, i love ned i love ned you know you love ned but, um i can't I can't do with, you know, him being super, super angry. I get that he, that Finn hurt B, but that's not Ned's responsibility. That happened. And now he just needs to be a supportive boyfriend and have her back and be there in case it happens again. He can't do anything to solve the situation. He just needs to be there. Instead, he's going around stropping, you know, throwing his arms up in the air. Like, why are you supporting Finn Kelly? It's like, chill out, Ned, mate. Just go to work. And, and you know, to reflect on him as a character as well, you know, remember he had a big thing for Lauren. Yeah. Uh, and that was a real big issue. And then he was able to move on from that and still be around Lauren sometimes. You know, I know he came back to Ramsey Street, apparently, because he wasn't getting over it. Um, but he had a big thing for Lauren and he kind of moved on from that. And he's been with other people since then. He's been with Ellie and he's been with <laughs> Bean. He's been with... We don't need to make the list. We you don't know, need to make the list. Um, he's been with everyone. Uh, so when you look at it that way, you have to say, well, pot kettle black a little bit. Um, because you've had issues, you've moved on from them, and you're—I think you're really constraining me. I also just to jump back, I really liked when he came into the water hole in like the last three notes of her song, and was like, "Oh, that was fantastic!" I was just like, "Oh, supportive boyfriend." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. Um, but no one is going to be more angry than Ellie. Mm. I think this week, walking into the courtroom, just ready to do a bit. You know, she literally turned up. She expressed to Susan she was going to be there for no longer than half an hour. She was just there to do her bit, go home. Instead, she turns up. She finds her baby daddy. It's Finn Kelly's brother. 
And suddenly, we're up Shit's Creek again. That, that guy who was in there, the guy standing next to Finn, I have to know why he was there. It's Finn's brother. He, he's a brother. Yeah, he's just there for support. His testimony won't oh make a difference. You don't understand. Understand what, Ellie? Why has this got you so but upset? That's the guy I was telling you about, the guy. The guy I slept with. What? Finn's brother is the father of my child. Oh, Ellie, as if things could get any worse for you. You had a terrible wedding day. You've got, you've had to remortgage your house because you still don't work. Your interview went badly. And now the baby inside you is not even Mark's. Yeah, and this is, um, this is a brilliant twist. I love this twist. When we were explaining it to my dad yesterday, um, he was like, you know, what's going on in Neighbours now? I haven't watched it this week. And just explaining the whole thing to him, he was like, oh, this is great. My my siblings were like, this sounds like the kind of gossip I need in my life right now. This is just the twist of all twists. We're still twisting. You know, we're twisting, we're turning. Nothing makes sense anymore. It's all upside down. And I love it. And I love that we're there. I also love that it makes total sense. I love that we've used a guest character of Sean to completely interlock into like the lead characters of the show. He was at a bar, totally, you know, achievable. I'm glad that it wasn't just Lasseter's bar because that would have drove me mad. Like mm. if it was in the hotel or something. It was actually off site. So it could have just been two randomers in Melbourne. They've crossed paths, slept together. Nobody knows any different. And wow, this is what's happened. You know, Ellie is pregnant. Um, so I love that. Uh, this is going to go off. Yeah, this, this is where the the tales of who is the father, kind of, you know, DNA tests and all of that. This is when it begins. This and is I'm not going to reveal anything. Obviously, I do know a little bit of spoilers. I'm not going to reveal anything. But Ellie does something that I think is going to turn a lot of people on her. Like in terms of our, us as viewers, I think you're really going to question whether you can still back her. That's what I'm going to say. But she's going to do something that is so teasers. twisted that it is actually quite like, oh, is she really doing that? Mm. So you can, you can tweet us with your guesses on that one, but um, I, th- I think that's going to be great. It might be out in the soap spoilers by now. By the time this is out, it might be out. Oh. But it's going to be great. I'm, I'm lost for words. Mm. I, I don't know what to say. Well, I know, know who else doesn't have anything to say. This week, did Kersha say anything? Oh, let's find out. Oh, Kersha, Kersha, Kersha. What are we supposed to do? What was funny about this is um, this was a perfect week for Kersha to get a line in or at least have just shown a face presence, you know, would have been great to have seen her. Maybe it, at her sister's birthday? Exactly. Yashri turned 18, you know, there was a movie night and where was Kersha? She wasn't there. Because, you know, she had a storyline a while back about how she had no friends apart from Jimmy. Well, apart from... The friends she had in Harold's when there was a siege. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's the friends <laughs> from the siege. But then I'm like, you know, she can't always be they out with her friends. But where group. is she? I just, I want to know where Kersha is. Why isn't she there for her sister's 18th birthday? I wouldn't dare miss my siblings' 18th birthdays. And I didn't. I was there. Kersha, no chance. Well, you've really, you've really shouted her down there. You've given her a right telling. I'm a bit sad about it. I want to see a line from Kersha next week. Come on, Kersha. It would have been nice for her to little bake a cake or sing a song or so say happy birthday, bring some, a card. Something a little um, stupid. I'm really enjoying Yashvi. We're aging her up. We're doing a classic soap. Let's get her into like looking like a teenager. Yeah. So we're making her into a, you know, she's 18 now. She can drink. 
legally there was a great line where um uh diffie and shane were like oh what does your first drink taste like and she was like tastes just like an illegal drink and that was like i was mm-hmm. like that's great um you know we need a few more around her her and b were really close when b joined the show yeah. and that friendship fizzled out um and her and ned obviously had a bit of a well, didn't have a thing, but she wanted it to be a thing, and then it wasn't. And that was a real, like, kind of, like, teenage girl storyline where she was supposed to be in love with this, like, sexy older kind of uncle I, character. I would like a few more 18-year-olds um, around Yashvi. I think it's always nice when they have that group, you know, when it was, like, Xanthi and Piper and mm. Ben, and they were all 18th, and they were going to, like, their school prom and all of that stuff. I really enjoy that. But I did like that scene where Yashvi popped her head over the fence and was asking to come to the party. It was just so classic, like... You're just reminded that they are neighbours and all that's between them is a fence, you know, and and walls. And they just can peer over at any time and be like, hey, I want to come and join. It was just so classic neighbours. Even the fact that they were having a pool party was just really classic. You know, the attractive neighbours have got their tops off, they sat around the pool. You're talking oh, about Aaron. I'm talking about Aaron. And David. And David. It's looking great. Absolutely. And Kyle is also looking great. Kyle is looking great. I like yeah. Kyle because he, for me, is very... Australian looking. Oh, so Australian. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like he's actually not like, you know, chiseled six pack like at a point that it's like a like a muscle bodybuilder. It's like realistic. He's a realistic like looking lad that you imagine you'd see down the street and you'd be like, Oh, marry me. Yeah. Which oh. I really like. I really I enjoy. Him. They've just had a lot of moments this week where they've kind of it's been very classic golden moments of neighbours where you are reminded that they are neighbours and they're friends and all those bits. Like one of the best bits was Paul when he comes out just to take out the recycling and Leo's doing the same on the other side of the street and he's trying to put his recycling in his bin. It was just, oh, it was classic perfect neighbours. I uh, know you were moving in with David. Leo, I'm not angry at you for dropping me in with everyone the other day. You're not mad at me. Don't. Sorry, wasn't what I meant to say. You know, it doesn't have to be like this. We're going to be seeing each other every day. Certainly when we put the bins out anyway. What are you doing? That's us. Yeah, the traces is full. Yeah, full of rubbish and seeing better days. Oh, absolutely savage from Leo there about Porter Hayes. God, um, as you said, I love that there's been pool parties this week. Let's gloss over the fact that um, David and uh, Aaron have bought a house, you know, with absolutely no documentation or legal or payments. They literally just one day were living there. One day they moved in. It was fantastic no issues at all with electricity they didn't have to you know make sure that the uh, internet provider popped down to sort out their their little uh, wi-fi box you know, <laughs> everything was just done it was fantastic um their post being delivered to the right place straight away you know it's just it's great i wish i lived on ramsey street and stuff was that easy always that easy at ramsey street everything just falls perfectly into place that's the way it happens everything's always sunny in ramsey street in erinsborough so. it's worked well and we've also had um a classic uh, barbecue with Paul. So Paul and Therese had a barbecue. So we've had a pool party, barbecues. You know, we're having great weather in the UK at the moment. For anybody here, we've had a great bank holiday weekend. So I think it's just putting us all in the mood. It was great. It really warmed me up for my weekend. Mm. I love the barbecue. I love the barbecue. I love the little references. I loved Gary's reference to the sausage. That is just took us right back to the moment when they were having the sausage competition and who has got the best sausage in Ramsey Street. Oh, it was great. I loved this. Hi, Paul. Um, hey. I've bought you some of my award-winning sausages. <laughs> the big ones. <laughs> uh, God, that's uh, thoughtful. Oh, ich liebe Wurst. Carl loves a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a steak man myself. Oh, actually, could somebody speak up the barbecue? Roger, Roger that. that. 
<laughs> Let's um, do it together. Best bit of that. Bit of a steak man myself. <laughs> just that little underlying tone of like, please don't come near me. I hate you. I just love it. It was um, it kind of felt almost like a weird indirect re- reference to the fact that Gary and Therese obviously used to be a bit of a thing. So when he was saying award-winning sausage, I'm pretty sure that was when Gary and Therese were a thing, wasn't it? I think so. And he's yeah. talking about having a big sausage, and then Paul's like, oh, and Therese is there, like, oh, it was just everything was just so kind of like awkward and indirect, and oh, it just made me laugh and smile so much. In the same way that um another really great moment was when Imogen was just doing work at the um computer, and I'm loving seeing Paul back on at Ramsey Street. I think it adds such a cool element. Don't you just think Imogen and Paul have really good dynamics as like a father son duo? I know they're not, but like. Father, son. father, son, father <laughs> daughter. That'd be weird. Um, but like father daughter, because Imogen just has that kind of wit and that intelligence. And I think Paul really appreciates it, but also it really irritates him. Imogen is quite cutthroat. So whereas we saw the drama on Monday where he pretended Chloe was Amy to try and get that business deal done, Imogen probably just would have been like, yeah, do it. I don't care. She's sarcastic. She's got dry wit. And yeah, she's very much like Therese as a character. So I think that's probably why they get along. But I love this bit when Paul was there um, and talking about going to the shops to get to get items. And Imogen's like, do you even know where they are? Right, well, I'll go to the dry cleaner, then off to the supermarket. Well, hang on, I can do that. Do you even know where the supermarket is? I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> there you go. Imogen was great this week. I have to say, I thought she was actually one of my favourite characters this week to watch. She I was sassy, her. she was rude. Um, when the uh, the magistrate, I mean, we'd call it in the UK, I'm not sure in Australia if it's the same, but I imagine so, um, who was proceeding, the kind of judge came over and, you know, gave her like a well done and said, oh, you've left no stone unturned. And, you know, she's the same uh, actor who uh, kind of trained Imogen a few years ago when she was going through that. So I loved that. That was a really nice nod to kind of Neighbours Past of like an extra slash, you know, guest appearance. Um, but Imogen's been great this week. She's been solid. She was fantastic in that court case. And um, I'm glad that everybody seems to have backed off her slightly because they're just more angry at each other. You know, Gary's got, is too busy, like hating on B and then hating on Susan and then hating on someone else and then hating on himself, you know, to actually focus on Imogen. I think, you know, leave Imogen alone. Yeah, do. I really like her. And the more she's in it, the more I'm warming to her, which me makes me think like, oh God, please don't leave. I know she has to because Daniel and it wouldn't make sense storyline wise, but I'm really enjoying her in the show. She's provided lots of golden moments this week. Um, and there's been so many golden moments this week. So definitely get in touch and let us know what your favourite golden moment was. Um, one of my my favourites, which I feel like we have to finish on, is just because I love the cannings and I love that they're like being a bit of a thing of a family unit now. Um is when Gary just made a really quick kind of side reference to the fact that Sheila had put a pig's head in a box and they had leftover pig, pork. I promise, you know, we need to celebrate. How about I do my slow roasted pork tonight? We've got a stack of it left over in the freezer from Mum's recent Mm. purchase. (laughs) Hey, and we could crack a bottle of bubbles. Sounds perfect. Mm. This is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> just, it's like the slowed down way of being like, we've got loads of, loads of pork left over from mum's recent purchase. Like just kind of brushing over it like, oh, probably shouldn't have mentioned it maybe too soon. Oh, it was just great. Honestly, there's just been so many great moments this week where in amongst kind of the darkness and letting the audience question, you know, do they trust Finn Kelly? Do we not? All of that balance. We've also just had so many great kind of golden throwaway lines, which just really make you smile and bring everything that's so quintessentially Ramsey Street. 
a team that don't ever get a mention, I feel, on the show, but I have to mention this week is the stunts team. When Finn got hit by that car, it looked really realistic. It was how it was shot as well. Obviously, the soundtrack was great under it, but the stunt actually looked great. And you know, sometimes we say we get these really ridiculous, like, person rolling, actually. I was re-watching the clips of when Bridget got hit by Susan, and it was like a rag doll being thrown across a floor um finn actually looked like he was hit and i was a bit like oh my god like it was so fast paced and you didn't expect it but it also had a build-up so you knew something was about to happen yeah it did um, look good it was really good i just I, I had to mention that it was great well yeah and same applied for david as well when he got hit at the end of the week mm. going to the backpackers that was also very realistic very random but very realistic yeah, David, what's going and on just there? really quick and yeah just well done you know stunts are difficult and so you know big applause well loved done. it absolutely okay. loved that well, uh, please do let us know what you've been loving this week and what you're going to love next week. Uh, it's going to be another busy one. I think we're going to have more from Court and we're absolutely going to have more from Ellie. She is a very bad girl. <laughs> and until then, thanks for listening to this week's Ramsey Speak. Can't wait to be in your ears very soon. See you then. Bye. Bye. 